0: Parents' rights, child safety, restoring trust, education over indoctrination. Welcome to the NHC GOP podcast. I'm Rule Sample, talking to Melissa Mason and joined by my co host, Patty O'Neill. Good evening, Patty.
1: Well, good evening, Rule, and good evening, Melissa. It is great to be here with you. Um, Melissa? Uh, I've not met you before and I'm very interested in learning a little bit more about you. So tell me a little bit about your background and how you come to find yourself a candidate for the board of education here in new Hanover County and how you're going to help our schools. So I, there are three really
2: important things um, that I always tell people that are really big parts of my life. So the first is that I'm an educator of 17 years and, um, and that's a huge part of, of my journey. I love working with kids. I've always loved working with kids, um, and so I have been doing that for about seventeen years now. Uh, the second thing is I teach sign language, so this is where this is going to come in. But uh, the second <laughs> thing is that I am a mom. Um, I have two boys that go to school in New Hanover County, and so I am invested. Like these are mm-hmm. th- these are very important. Um, details and information that that I want to share with other parents because it impacts
1: my kids as well. Um, This is why uh, we get involved is because of our children. This is why everyone is involved is because of our
2: children. I was having a conversation earlier today with um, a wonderful woman and we were talking about, you know, our kids make us better and my kids definitely make me better. They're very challenging. Um, They have their own challenges uh, but they make me better. And the one thing that they, that makes me amazing as far as how they have taught me is that they have taught me how to fight for them. Um, they have needed me to be an advocate for them. Um, both of them have learning disabilities. And so I've had to fight for my children. Uh, they've taught me how to be braver and how to be stronger because they're just amazing uh, little role models for me. And then the third thing about me is that I am a military wife. Um, my husband has been in the military. Uh, he is finishing up his twentieth year this year. Wow! Thank you, Lord. But um, wow. he has done uh, two tours over in Afghanistan. Uh, the first tour, uh, we were not quite—we were not married yet. But the second tour was shortly after my second son was born, um, hmm. and I then had a toddler and an infant by myself. Oh my. So <laughs> learning how to manage that kind of situation, um, being able to be flexible, being able to um, work around what kids need and figure out, you know, mm-hmm. well, is this a priority or is this not? Um, those, are,
1: those are skills that I bring to the table. So-, so needless to say, you're able to be empathetic with the parents oh. who are bringing the students into the classroom, right? And oh, I would agree with you wholeheartedly that the things that we will do for our children are beyond what we would ever do for ourselves, which is kind of amazing to me, right? The, the sacrifices and the love and the dedication that we have to our children, we don't even give to ourselves. Right. But it makes us advocates for them. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it sounds like, uh, tell me a little bit more about your 17 years. You um, you teach uh, sign language. You work with special needs children. Um, so, just you know, briefly about your so seventeen years as an educator. So,
2: um, my experience with adults with disabilities and children with disabilities goes way back to even before college. Um, my mom has always worked with adults with developmental disabilities, um, and so because of that, I've been around that population for mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. whole life. Um, I. Fell in love with sign language when I was a teenager, okay. um, and decided that that was what I needed to do. I needed to be a teacher for deaf kids, and so I didn't know anybody. There was no like I had no connection to it. I just loved right, the language. Right, right. It was not it was beautiful not as language.
1: mainstream.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It, it was a it's a beautiful language, and so um, I pursued that. And I taught at a school for the deaf. I was a speech therapist at a school for the deaf for 13 years before we um, moved down here. Okay. And um, the experience that I got, I got to work with preschoolers all the way up to 21 year olds. And they were so many different levels. There were kids that were just your typical deaf kids who they just needed a little bit of extra support. And then there were other kids who were a little more severe, who needed communication boards, who needed um, more adaptations so that they could actually function uh, within mm-hmm. the classroom. And so I've had a lot of experience in that arena. Um, when we moved down here uh, about seven years ago, um, I stayed home for a couple of years to spend time with my youngest. Uh, he wasn't quite ready for school yet. He was three when we moved here. and mm-hmm. um, I then decided that I needed something. Um, being a stay-at-home mom is fun when your kids are something,
1: home. I mean, I think um, you're an intelligent, uh, you know, articulate, successful person, and raising children is very rewarding, but it's not mm-hmm. the only thing we want to do, right? Right. We have Absolutely. more to offer. We have There's more there. to offer, right? Yes. And um, – so- and and tell you know just finish your story about your son, but then tell me what you're going to offer our school board, okay? Absolutely into so that, if um, you would.
2: So I then went into it's really more about my where I'm at now as far as education. Um, I went and I applied and I uh, became a an adjunct professor at Cape Fear Community College. I teach American okay. Sign Language there, okay. um, and through the course of that. Um, we went from teaching in person to then masks were required. Well, sign language, if you know anything about it, is a head to uh, waste language. You have to be able to see... All of it. Um, Facial expression is super important. I have to be able to see it on my students. My students have to be able to see it on me. So masks were not an option for me as far as being in in person learning. So Mm -hmm. I then moved over to being online um, and I began teaching online and I saw all of the pitfalls of it. I saw students who were like watching TV instead of watching me, you know, talking to other people like it was muted because it was American sign language. And so right. yeah, there's no, there's no talking in that. So um, I saw the pitfalls. I I couldn't develop relationships with my students. And so that was one of the many reasons that I, that I decided that I was going to do um, the school board race. Um, right. Right? I'm not a politician, so this was not right. something I ever planned on, but I I feel I bring, uh, a calm voice of reason. Um, I've always been one that mediates um, at home. And when I when I'm struggling with when I have people that are struggling um, in other relationships. And so someone who hears both sides and works with people. um I, I feel as though I am a good communicator and I believe that I am honest. Um, and and that's really what we've been missing. Um, mm-hmm. We've had a board that has covered things up. We have had a board that has hidden things in policy. We have had a board that fights with each other and bickers during meetings mm-hmm. where people mm-hmm. get popcorn before a meeting so that they can watch the show. Um, we have to change it because it's so important. Our kids are so much more important than the bickering and the fighting um, that happens right now. We need to be clear with what we're sharing with the community. We need to be clear with what we're doing with our kids in schools. And we need to be able to communicate well with the parents. So those were really the big things that, one, got me into it, and two, that I think I bring to the whole, the whole situation. Right.
1: Right. And so we had a conversation with Pat Bradford earlier this um, this evening, and we were talking about um, changing over the school board to get four conservative candidates, four Republicans on the school board so that we can affect the change. And That's that covid really enlightened a lot of people because they were walking by their students sitting at the dining room table, watching the video of the classroom, and they were appalled at what they saw. Right. Now you just expressed how it impacted learning for the um, handicapped as it relates to hearing and deaf people. But it also impacts the ability for people to communicate, the ability to see expression, to Mm -hmm. see the words, words formed in someone's mouth. Right. And to understand that. Um, So. Uh, I think that it's very important for us to make certain that we elect all four Republican candidates to the New Hanover County Board of Education. We want to, um, as you say, you know, hold the people accountable and take care of our kids and um, really take a look at how we're conducting ourselves. This is not a, um, you know, this is this is not a reality TV show that people should be sitting back and watching. This is yeah. real life. This is mm-hmm. the future of the children of New Hanover County. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's very admirable for you to step in the ring without any political experience and, you know, put forward yourself as a mom, as an educator, as a military wife who understands a lot of the challenges that women face and to be able to say to people, I am going to be your advocate. I am going to watch your children when I'm in, when they're in the school. I'm going to do everything that I can to make certain that the budget is spent correctly, um, and that we work on improving our test scores and we um improve on school safety. Uh with your husband being in the military, do you have any comments as it relates on school safety? So that's actually one of my platforms. Um, safety is such a big
2: deal. Our kids, we had a shooting last year, and I know that other people have mentioned it. Um, but it's not just the shooting. It, they're across the state. Our kids that um, I believe a couple counties over just last month, there was a stabbing um, within the school, and a kid died. Mm. Uh, and so mm. we have kids that are afraid to go into school. Right. Right. Kids are getting bullied. We have kids that are that are and if you're focused on fear and if you're focused on, you know, keeping your head on a swivel, then sure. you're not really sure. focused on education. And so right. for me, um, because of the military uh background that my husband has, I know that, you know, his ability to deescalate a situation. He has great skills with that. And that's part of the training that they have to go through. And so involving community members there's different groups that i've seen be very successful um in other schools groups like dads on duty um uh watchdog dads these groups they go in and they're they're these men that you know they get background checked and they get fingerprinted sure, and all certainly,
1: that certainly certainly and i've heard about that all throughout the country um all so let me let me kind of restate this see if i see if i understand what you're saying you're you'd like to advocate for more community involvement as it relates to men um, being involved in and in, in the process of school, whether it is, you know, in a in a security sort of setting or a mentor sort of setting to tap into the resources that we have in our community. I am a huge advocate of bringing our military personnel who have either retired or been discharged or. Left the military by, you know, what, for whatever reason to taking that skill set, that discipline, that dedication. I mean, that dedication. Absolutely. Um, and, and showing that and sharing that with our youth. And I do think that in many homes, there is a lack of, um, a strong, uh, paternal figure. And that uh that could be that could be very advantageous for a lot of kids that are in school right now, you know, to have and what people kids love volunteers. Kids oh, love to see you yeah. in the school. If if not middle schoolers and my kids were in school, they were like, Oh my god, you're the lunchroom mom. I can take cuts, I get the chocolate milk. Like it was carte blanche. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, here's the thing. The issues seem to be occurring most in middle schools and high schools, and they're happening in hallways, and they're happening during transition times, and the teachers. And there's school resource officers, and we've increased the number of school resource officers, which is fantastic. Um, but they can't be everywhere either. And we have huge groups of students wandering around, and they're not supervised. So I take this analogy of um, when you're driving and you see a police officer, what is everybody's gut instinct? You step on the brake, right? Even if you're going the speed limit, you step right. on the brake because that presence makes you adjust your behavior. And so, when we talk about the dads on duty, when we talk about the watchdog watchdog dads, when we talk about even women going in there, firefighters, police officers who like retired, whoever um, having just their presence there. Will likely decrease all of the all of the bullying that seems to keep happening. Right. Um, we want our kids to feel safe. They need to walk, be able to walk through the holes and not be afraid they're going to get jumped, pushed, shoved, you know, anything like that. So,
0: Melissa, one of the things on your platform is what kids are being taught in school, and uh, mm-hmm. one of the big things about COVID, uh, the parents actually got to see the stuff that their kids are being taught. (laughs) What are they being taught? And what is your answer to all of that?
2: So I I hear that a lot. I hear that, you know, CRT isn't being taught and social emotional learning is good. Um, There's so many flaws in all of that and there's not really enough time to go through all of it. But here, just from the basic standpoint of, we had two years of learning loss. Two years of mm-hmm. learning loss. Right. They they lost two years, our kids. So they're behind in reading, they're behind in math, they're behind in writing, they're behind in all of it. Now, I went to an open house with my for my one of my children, and they gave us a schedule. And I'm gonna read you a little bit of the schedule. to 7.50, arrival and morning routines, 7.50 to 7.55, morning announcements, 7.55 to 8.10, morning meeting, SEL mental health check-in. So that's 15 minutes of every day of my child's school that is spent checking on how they feel or checking on what's going on in their lives. I, Um, I never
0: remember any teachers being particularly interested in how I felt on a particular day.
1: Well and I would like to know why mental health is now part of the educators day to day because they're not it trained in child psychology, psychiatry, diagnosing disorders, right? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's that's not their skill set. That's not their skill set. No. It's not you it's know, so- if you add You're out that of your lane. Up, <laughs> exactly. If You're you out
2: add that, that adds up to about 45 hours of social emotional learning. Now we have kids that are failing. We've seen our schools are failing. We had these, these report cards that we saw recently, and we have so many schools that are not doing well. Why are we focusing on that? We have kids again, we talked totally about agree. that learning loss. Why are mm-hmm. we focusing on that? Those right. 45 hours total. Hmm. Would be beneficial reading to the kids. Reading to kids improves their language skills. Right. Great. Right. It improves their focus, their attention. You know, it gets them invested in the books. And so when you take that time and you don't do something academic with schools that are failing, that's you're not doing your you're not doing the right thing. You're not doing your job correctly. You need to be worrying about their actual skills that they need to survive in the real world. I tell a story. um, My husband went to a store and he paid cash um, for something and he was, it was, um, he was supposed to get 95 cents back. Right. So he paid like three bucks and, and, and it was two Oh five. Right. And so he's like, Oh, hang on to the cashier. He said, Oh, hang on! I'm going to go to the car and I'll get you a nickel I and got then, the nickel, right? right. And um, the cashier, who was a young person, said, "Oh no, 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 no! You can't do that. my My drawer won't be balanced."
1: And I <laughs> said, <laughs> he have said, no idea. No,
2: that's no not the nice. And and he, so he's like, "Just let me go get it. It'll be fine." And the kid was adamant. He's mm. like, "No, my ba- my drawer won't be balanced. I, I'll get in trouble." So my husband was like, "Forget it." But this is the this is the problem. We have kids that are that, that's basic math. That's basic math. You should be able to do that calculation and figure that out. Um, yes. And when our kids can't function as you know employees, when they can't function, if they can't read, if they at an pro- appropriate level, um, mm-hmm. we're not going to have a functional society. And so when we talk about like. Oh, we're talking about CRT and SEL. Yes, those philosophies I wholeheartedly disagree with. But besides that, we have to focus on what the kids need right now. And what they need right now is to be able to read, to do math, to write. That's what they need to be able to function in society.
0: And with you on the school board, and we need you, we need the other three candidates on there.
1: At Bradford.
0: You can't. Pat Bradford, And Josie Barnhart, Josie Barnhart and Pete Wildeboer. And Pete Wildeboer, all those folks. We need folks those
1: four candidates. We need all on four. The,
0: on the school board. That's right. Awesome. We need all four. So then you can then, as school board members, say, no, this is how we're going to teach. This is mm-hmm. what you're going to teach. And you're going to throw all that open to parents. And you're going to say, this is how we are doing this here in New Hanover County.
2: Absolutely, and the, the great thing about all four candidates is because we are so different and we have such different abilities, we bring such great things. You know, Pete has the experience. He has he has been a teacher. He has been a principal. He has been on the school board. The man has done almost everything that you can do as an educator. Um, so he brings that amazing experience to uh, to the board, um, right? Josie, she brings this mama bear, this fighter. She's got great information on curriculum, on um, the the Title IX information, the Title I schools. She's amazing at that stuff. Pat Bradford, she's a, she's a guardian ad litem, and she knows kids, and she knows their needs, and she knows budgets because she's a businesswoman. And so we all have these different skill sets that just
1: combined make us such a powerhouse team. Exactly the word that was on the tip of my tongue, powerhouse. <laughs> we get these four Republican candidates into the New Hanover, um, board of education, and we're going to be able to impact today and impact our youth on into the future. And that's very exciting. I, it's nope. very exciting for me to, to be hopeful, right? To be hopeful that, that things are going to change and that we can get back to the basics and that we can, do everything possible to help our children achieve. Absolutely, so,
0: Melissa. I I have a feeling that you're a mama bear as well. So oh uh, I I, I don't think I would like to cross you either. So <laughs> Melissa Mason, how can they get in touch with you, and how can they find out more about your campaign and support your campaign?
2: So uh, my website is melissaforeducation.com. dot uh, com. I'm also on Facebook. Um, I am on Twitter, but not nearly as frequently. Uh, so if they need to get a hold of me, there is a contact page on um, my website. Again, MelissaforEducation.com. for dot com. Um, and then, you know, if they want to message me on Facebook as well, that's also a possibility.
0: This is not the last time we're going to have you on our podcast. We're going to get you out and talking to people as much as possible. It has been a joy talking to you. It's been a a pleasure watching your campaign and getting to know you as well. So Melissa Mason for New Hanover Board of Education. Thanks for being here.
2: Thank you for having me.